Did Abraham Lie About His Wife Sarai? By Stephen O. Smoot, John Gee, Carrie Muehlstein, and John S. Thompson. Published in BYU Studies Quarterly, Volume 61, Issue 4. Before he journeyed into Egypt, Abraham was instructed by God, quote, Behold Sarai, later Sarah, thy wife, is a very fair woman to look upon. Therefore it shall come to pass, when the Egyptians shall see her, they will say, She is his wife, and they will kill you. But they will save her alive. Therefore see that you do on this wise. Let her say unto the Egyptians, She is thy sister, and thy soul shall live. End quote. See Abraham chapter 2, verses 22 to 23. This passage is paralleled in Genesis chapter 12, verses 10 to 13. The rationale behind Abraham's actions is clear enough. He was fearful that Sarai's beauty would endanger him when the couple arrived in a strange, foreign land. A key difference between the accounts in Genesis and the book of Abraham, however, is that the book of Abraham portrays God as instructing Abraham to engage in the subterfuge, a detail not found in the Genesis account. The question that naturally arises is whether Abraham was lying by saying Sarai was his sister instead of his wife, and, if he was, whether that lie was morally justified. Some readers of the book of Abraham are especially troubled by what appears to be God commanding Abraham to lie. One important thing to keep in mind is that Genesis chapter 20 verse 12 identifies Sarai as Abraham's half-sister. Quote, So it is at least possible that Sarah belonged to Abraham's extended family and was thus considered to be his sister in the sense of a near-blood relative. End quote. With this in mind, Abraham appears to have been using somewhat ambiguous terminology and not necessarily making an outright false statement. This ambiguous language may also have been playing on Mesopotamian legal definitions, but this point is debated. Whether or not this tactic would have played well in a Mesopotamian context, it would have worked in ancient Egyptian, since in that language, quote, a wife was often called the sister, senet, of her husband, but not because they had the same parents. Instead, the term was one of affection, indicating that the family relationship between husband and wife by marriage was as close as that between real brother and sister, end quote. This appears to reinforce the point that Abraham could be viewed as taking advantage of an ambiguity that would have worked especially well in thwarting the murderous intentions of the Egyptians. Quote, the custom of referring to one's wife, Hemet, as one's sister, Senet, end quote, in ancient Egyptian culture, therefore takes on deep significance for this passage. Quote, for an Egyptian audience, Abram's calling Sarai his sister would not have precluded her being his wife, end quote. Finally, it is noteworthy that a text from the Dead Sea Scrolls called the Genesis Apocryphon depicts Abraham being warned in a dream of the danger he faced when traveling into Egypt because of Sarai's beauty. This, in turn, prompted his equivocation with Pharaoh. While this text does not overtly say that God told Abraham to lie about his relationship with Sarai, it heavily implies that he was divinely forewarned of the situation. 
This harmonizes nicely with the account in the Book of Abraham. About the Authors Stephen O. Smoot is a doctoral student in Semitic and Egyptian languages and literature at the Catholic University of America. He previously earned a master's degree from the University of Toronto in Near and Middle Eastern Civilizations with a concentration in Egyptology and a bachelor's degree from Brigham Young University in Ancient Near Eastern Studies with a concentration in Hebrew Bible and German Studies. He is currently an adjunct instructor of religious education at Brigham Young University and a research associate with the B.H. Roberts Foundation. John Gee is the William Bill Gay Research Professor in the Department of Asian and Near Eastern Languages at Brigham Young University. He has published extensively on scripture and ancient studies. He has served on the boards of national and international biblical and Egyptological organizations and as the editor of an international, multilingual, peer-reviewed Egyptological journal. Kerry Muehlstein is a professor of ancient scripture and ancient Near Eastern studies at Brigham Young University. He received his bachelor's degree from BYU in psychology with a Hebrew minor. He received an MA in ancient Near Eastern studies from BYU and a PhD from UCLA in Egyptology. His first full-time appointment was a joint position in religion and history at BYU-Hawaii. He is the director of the BYU-Egypt Excavation Project. He was also a visiting fellow at the University of Oxford for the 2016-17 academic year. He has served as the chairman of a national committee for the Ancient Research Center in Egypt and serves on their Research Supporting Member Council. He is the Senior Vice President of the Society for the Study of Egyptian Antiquities and has served as the President. He has published and researched on Egyptological topics and the Book of Abraham topics for over two decades. John S. Thompson obtained his B.A. and M.A. in Ancient Near Eastern Studies, Hebrew Bible, from BYU and UC Berkeley, respectively, and completed a Ph.D. in Egyptology at the University of Pennsylvania. After more than 25 years as an employee of seminaries and institutes of religion, most recently as the Coordinator Institute Director in Cambridge, Massachusetts, he currently researches and writes for Scripture Central. This is an audio production of BYU Studies, read for you by Malin Glade and Jared Kamau. BYU Studies publishes scholarship informed by the restored gospel of Jesus Christ. For more information and access to articles, essays, and more, visit byustudies.byu.edu.